Welcome to Midnight Slumber. I am your host, Zach Miller. Join me as we take a journey through the alternate realities that take place after midnight. Hotels are hit or miss in my opinion. Even some of the nicest ones have problems every now and then. One time, my girlfriend and I, we stayed at a hotel that was so nice, even with the new car that I had just got, I still felt out of place. Walking into this building, everything was immaculate and looked expensive. I didn't want to touch anything. However, when we checked into our room, which looked fantastic, the bed was damp, and so was the carpet. Not only that, but it also smelled strongly of cigarette smoke. I let the staff know, and they quickly moved me to another room, which looked exactly the same and turned out to be great. There was nothing different other than it wasn't damp and didn't smell like smoke. I had no problems at all with this new room. This story that we're about to tell, called Flower Hotel, tells of a pristine hotel that runs into some issues. The sun has just risen and it is beaming in a beautiful pink light into this massive hotel lobby. The tall glass walls are causing reflections of pink and orange to shimmer onto the people, as well as the clean white furniture. The color of the light beaming in engulfs the place as the sun rises. I step onto the glass escalator, which, when I say glass, I mean everything that is causing this thing to work is made of glass. It glides, taking me down to the second part of the lobby. While riding, I look up to the ceiling, admiring the beautiful and intricate glass artwork that is laid throughout. It sparkles and shines more brilliantly than any diamond. This room must be at least four stories tall and a few football fields wide in any direction. In this room is a massive check-in desk, as well as a big library, snack room, and restaurant attached. There are even machines that take your luggage up to your room's closet. I'm not sure how I know this, but I can see people's luggage shoot up into the ceiling, so I'm assuming that's where it's going. The library is giant as well, even with the massive oak doors leading into it, I cannot see the entire room from where I am. The library looks as if it has every book ever written and then some. Before I can take note of everything, I see my family and some friends walking through the main glass doors, which happen to be shaped like a big leaf. They see me coming down and wave as I come to a stop at the bottom of the escalator. Walking over, I hug my girlfriend and greet everyone telling them I'm so glad to see them and that they're going to love their stay here. My family is beaming with joy and excitement, telling me how lovely of a building it is and how they can't wait to see the room that I have for them. 
I personally check them in at the main desk, and a staff member comes back with a key that is completely different than everyone else's. Taking a look at it, I realize that I am the owner of this magnificent building. We stroll over to the elevators, which are in the center of the lobby. They are made of gold that has been intertwined with black metal. The designs are very ornate and abstract, creating a sense of peace and safety in the design. The doors are made of a very thick, pristine glass, which slowly slides open as we approach. We step on, filing in, still having tons of space even with all of us in it. Slowly and smoothly it takes us up, giving us a nice bird's eye view of the lobby. Passing through the ceiling, we become surrounded by concrete that has been designed with very clean artwork. It's beautiful. We can even see each ornate floor as we pass by. We come to a stop once we reach the 50th floor. Stepping off, we need to switch elevators to go up any further. Pressing the gold and blue button, we wait for an elevator to come down and take us up. And one does come down immediately. This is nice considering I was expecting to have to wait like I normally do anywhere else. A beautifully designed door stands in front of us. It's made of rose gold and wood that snakes up and down with its wonderful wood grain. The dark wood is accented lovingly in return by the magnificent rose gold. A family steps off and we switch places with them as they step onto our previous elevator. Everyone gathers in and I realize there is enough space for me. I tell them I'll catch up on the next one. And as soon as they leave, another elevator comes down. I step on and press the penthouse button. Everything lights up and due to my badge, an extra screen appears showing me where all the elevators are. A beeping blue light shows that my family is halfway to the penthouse now. The elevator speeds upward faster than before. However, it quickly comes to a halt as some people need to get on. It's a small family, a husband, wife, and daughter. They apologize for the inconvenience and tell me that they had gotten off on the wrong floor. All of them seem normal except the husband. For some reason, he is sweating profusely. It's not until the doors are fully shut that I notice he smells like rotten milk. We awkwardly go up a few floors and all the while the smell keeps getting worse and worse. By the time they get off and say bye, the whole elevator smells as if a dumpster full of rotten milk had been baking in the sun for weeks. I frantically push the button to go up, which thankfully the elevator knows I am holding my breath and losing my patience, so it sends me rocketing upward. My family has reached the penthouse, and I am only halfway. As it spirals upward, it also begins to shrink in size, to the point where it's only big enough for me and maybe one other person. I am close to the top when the elevator comes to an abrupt stop. The doors slowly open, revealing that I am halfway between floors. It's a long way down, but I have to climb through. I'm obviously not too happy with this flaw, but I'm more terrified of being cut in half or falling to my death than I am being stuck. I contemplate trying to make this jump, but go for it anyway. 
I jump up and frantically pull myself through. It being a tight squeeze makes this even more nerve-wracking. I make it and take a deep breath just as I hear the elevator creak and say, Goodbye, as it plummets back downward. I look to the floor I am on and know that I am still not close. The map must have been displaying the wrong floor. I begin walking around the hall and look out the glass windows to the outside. I am extremely high up to the point where the towns and villages that are blanketed by snow look like dots in the distance. I continue onward and approach the next elevator. I join a family that's getting on. They are wearing what look like to be neon skiing outfits. You know, the things you used to see people wear in the early 90s. I honestly think it looks neat, and I'm really happy they just don't stink. Before I can press a button or even check if this elevator is going up, it launches itself downward, and I can't stop it. In the blink of an eye, we are back in the lobby. I'm pissed. In my anger, I somehow begin to float off the ground. A guest mentions that I'm flying, and I realize that too. Ah, I can get to the penthouse this way. I dart into the elevator and out the top. Now flying, I shoot up the elevator shaft heading straight for the top. I pass by the inner workings which are laced with gold, silver, and many colorful LED lights. It twists all the way up to the top, and as I reach the penthouse doors, they slide open, sensing my presence. As the doors open, I see a magnificent sunset. The room is massive. You could fit the Statue of Liberty in here and still have plenty of room. Not only that, but it is just as wide and deep as it is tall. The furniture is just as spectacular as the rest of the place. There is even a sofa as long as a super stretch limo, a bar that looks like it could sit an entire football team, and a circular jacuzzi the size of an Olympic swimming pool. However, the view is the best part of this room. Being able to see the forest, cities, mountains, and beach that lay all around us, it's amazing. As I stare out this giant glass window, I can see the rooms around us. We are all moving as one massive carousel. As I watch them slowly spin, I have an out-of-body experience. I float out of the room, past the thick glass and into the sky, moving further and further away from this building. Now, I can see the entire structure. This glass and steel building is designed in the fashion of a flower. It is the biggest structure I have ever seen and the biggest to ever exist. And it looks absolutely beautiful in this fading sunlight. Work. It can be a very rewarding thing. It can also be one of the worst experiences and something you dread going to every day. I have had experience in both scenarios. Sometimes though, 
even the best places to work can drastically change overnight. And you may never know why. Here is a story of when work turns strange. It's called Weird Workings. Today is a wonderful day. As I get a half day at work, it's almost already over. I'm getting ready to leave as I close down my computer and push my chair in, which I didn't really need to do as I was standing at my desk anyway. Turning off my giant monitors, I flip the lights off as well. Grabbing my backpack, I decide to head towards the bathrooms. Walking down these plain white halls though, I realize things are starting to change. The walls are growing in height, and the ceiling has changed from a drop ceiling to a hard rusted metal. Even the white walls are beginning to rust and flake, revealing wooden pillars underneath. I am now walking through a dirty and leaking hallway. It seems like I'm in a warehouse. A few people rush past me that I don't recognize. Another group of people are working on their computers out in the middle of this rusted hallway. I find it strange that their desks are just blatantly in the way and their desks are rusted just like the rest of this place. A few more of them are on their way to lunch. Yet, as they pass by, no one's saying anything or even looking my way. It's a really odd behavior as the people around here usually greet one another with smiles and chatter even if you don't want to talk. I approach the rusted bathroom door which looks like it's going to fall off at any moment and might give me tetanus. I push the door open and two people come out, both of the opposite sex. They are laughing with one another as if they had just said something clever about what's going on. One of them is someone who knows how to get under my skin. We never see eye to eye and even if they are wrong or being a jerk, they never apologize to anyone, especially me. They laugh and glare at me as they walk by. Honestly, I really don't care because I really gotta go. I look back at the door and I don't see a gender sign or even the bathroom sign where it used to be. I continue in and as I do, I stop to see a man sitting at his computer where the urinals used to be. He has a full desk set up next to the rusted pipes and a dirty tiled wall behind him. I look around the room and it's obvious that this restroom has been turned into a big storage room. It clicks. The guy on the computer is the records keeper. He sees my look of confusion and says that they moved the bathroom a while ago. A while ago? How long have I been working? I turn to leave and I see someone sleeping on the couch next to that rusted door. And this couch that looks to be made of black leather is now reddish brown due to all this rust. It's laying next to some film props and plywood that's also covered in rust. Heck, even the guy sleeping has rust falling onto him right now. Everyone seems so fine with this new standard, which boggles my mind. Because there has to be all kinds of health and safety violations going on. 
yet no one seems to even be aware of what's going on around them. I see a staff door and quickly make my way out. I walk into a tight hallway having to turn sideways to even fit through, and I turn left, which opens up into an area with cubicles and couches that are circled together. This room is clean and carpeted. Everything in this room looks new. No rust or anything worn out. Even the equipment is new. The desks are a nice wooden material and the couches are made of an actual nice reddish brown leather. I recognize this as my old workplace. There are also donuts and cards on these tables, except for one. My old desk. There's dust all over it. Obviously, no one's occupied it. They haven't changed anything. My old chair, outdated computer, and a few personal items still are there. Even though I no longer work here, it still feels like I'm being left out. This room is much taller than I remember. I decide I should probably explore this new layout. But I make my way over to the director's office and see a group of old co-workers. They are smiling and laughing with each other, having a great time. I approach them and they see me, but turn their backs on me. The only one that doesn't is my old boss. I ask how things are going and what the celebration is for. He looks at me and says, What celebration? Confused at his statement, I look at everyone and realize they are collecting the donuts and cards and throwing them away. I now find myself asking, Why are they doing that? He looks at me and says, Well, they're old. I begin to feel like they don't want me to know something. And as I turn to ask why they didn't get a box for me, they all walk away back to their stations, completely disregarding me. I realize that the celebration was about me leaving. As to why they would celebrate that, I have no clue. I thought everyone loved me here, and I was always nice to them. I never argued, even did favors for them. A sadness crosses my heart, and I wake, feeling left out, alone, and really needing to pee. If you'd like to leave a comment, find out more about this show, or just say how much you hate spiders, check the links in the description. I'm your host, Zach Miller, and thanks for listening. Have a good midnight slumber.